Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. for all time what about others mm-hmm. he saved you he saved me what are we doing for others do you believe in dreams the Holy Spirit's dream Thousands of men running down the streets. They didn't know that the road was leading to a steep and deadly cliff and into the lake of fire. Oh, he saved you. He saved me. He saved us for all time. What about others? Whoa. He saved you. He saved me. Yeah. What are we doing for others? Multitudes. Multitudes, multitudes are waiting in the valley of decision. They are waiting, they're hoping to hear about Jesus. They are lost and dying souls. They don't know Jesus Christ. He saved you, he saved me, yes he did, oh, he saved us for all time, what about others, oh, he saved you, he saved me, what are we doing for others, oh. Why do we sit and wait while millions go to hell? Their blood is on our hands. It's time to preach the word, yeah. The gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple. 
apple farm is what is missing now in the church. What are we preaching? Yeah, yeah. He saved you. He saved me. He saved us for all time. What about others? Oh, he saved you. He saved me. And what are we doing? Oh, no. For the others. We are the salt of the world. The light of the world. Are we really shining? Shining like the should. We are the salt of the world. The light of the world. Are we really shining as the light of the world? He saved you. He saved me. Yeah. He saved us for all time. Oh, what about, what about others? Yeah. He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for the others? What are we doing for the others? Put your hands together for Ida. Hallelujah. We have some powerful testimonies in the house this morning. Let's welcome Justina to give us our first testimony. Put your hands together for Justina. Hallelujah. My name is Justina Tete and I'm a Milky Way star. And I have a very powerful testimony. (laughs) Um, First of all, I can testify to um, the great blessing that. I have experienced through this ministry and I want to thank God for daddy's life and this church. I mean, I can see a change in the relationship that I have with my father in the way that I think a lot of blessings. And, but recently I've been having a lot of issues with my phone. (laughs) It's more like a depressing. Okay. Um, with the relationship I have with my father. Before, it wasn't good at all. Like, you know the way girls, we have problems with our fathers because they would correct us or say something that we are actually not doing right, but we refuse to accept it. So it's like every time I have issues with my father, you did this, you did that, and you are saying I'm not doing this, you are not pleased with anything I do, like that kind of life. But after I came to church and daddy preached about um, fathers, I realized that no matter how my father, in fact, the problem is me. So I have to change. And then little by little, I started developing an interest in my father. Sometimes I'll go to him and we'll chat. It was weird, but little by little, (laughs) it became better and became nice. I mean, my father could come to my room now and give me money. When I say I don't have money, he would come to my hostel in Kolebu and give me money. Sometimes I don't have food. I'll say, Daddy, when you're, when you're coming, please, I want this, I want that. Oh, he'll sort me out, cry, all that. 
and um, and some time ago, I had a little issue with my academics, and I was brokenhearted. I all I wanted to do was to tell my father, so I picked a taxi and I went straight to his office, and he was surprised to see me. Then he said, Justina, what is it? And then I just started crying. He said, no, 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 don't cry here. People will see you. Come, come, come. <laughs> then he took me to a, a very quiet place. And he said, oh, what is this? Then I started crying again. Then he hugged me. <laughs> then he said, what? Then I told him the problem. Then he said, oh, don't worry. You'll be fine. Eh? I will pray with me. I, I will pray with you. And then he prayed with me. Hey, in the office. Oh. <laughs> And I felt so calm, like, at least I have my father to pray for me when I have a problem. And that alone is like, okay, it's a blessing, a great blessing. Yes, so I want to thank you, Daddy, for this great blessing. (laughs) Yeah, so about my phone. Um, it's more or less like a depressing wife I mean with my phone today this, tomorrow that tomorrow the charger, tomorrow (laughs) but but last week when daddy prayed for us to receive phones (laughs) I mean how many of you remember I got up and then he prayed for me specifically (laughs) Well, two hours exactly after church, I got an iPhone 5S. <laughs> and you see, those of us who don't really believe in the prayers, you be there. <laughs> you have to believe. I believed in the prayer and I mean, yeah, God gave it to me. I'm so grateful. Thank God. Wow, what a testimony. I see you giving your testimony soon. Let us welcome David Ebusa to give his testimony. David Ebusa. Thank you. Thank you very much, Daddy. Merry Christmas to you, Daddy, and everybody. Um, my name is David Abusa. Um, I completed Legon this year. And... My testimony is actually recent, just last two days, but it dates back to secondary school. When I gave my life to Christ, I, after giving my life to Christ, I, had, I, I felt like I was called to work for God just after giving my life to Christ. And one day, um, my housemaster made a mistake and stated in my terminal report, in the interest part, and he wrote preaching. <laughs> And when I went home, my dad saw it and he was angry. He was like, ah, so the school I went to, I've given myself to preaching to people's children. And I said, oh, no, I mean, I'm also learning. I mean, but since then, every time you call, I mean, I call him from school. He was like, have you stopped the preaching and the, I mean, whatever. Oh, I felt so bad. While people's parents were asking them to stop following bad friends and things, he, used, he was telling me to stop preaching and all that. So I, I really felt bad. So since then, I've been wondering how I will serve God because of this thing. And when I came to school, I mean, I, I continued here by the grace of God. First love started and I got very active. But just before I completed school, I was wondering how it would be possible for me to come full-time after school. So I didn't tell them straight away I was going to be a pastor. I just told them I was going to work with the church, I mean, and all that. So we started working with the church and we had a meeting with daddy and he was like, we should go to the Bible school just the next two days. I said, what? <laughs> how am I going to tell them? <laughs> So I went for the interview and by the grace of God, I was admitted. 
and I went to show <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I went to show that mission letter to my mom at a workplace just after I think the next day. And when I showed it where I was expecting to be angry because before she had told me that if I work with the church, either I leave the house or she leaves the house. <laughs> I should go and do my national service and then come back and do whatever I want to do. I just, so I, 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 I was wondering how she would take it. But amazingly, she just looked at it and looked at me and see what I was expecting it. <laughs> so she called my dad and told him that the reason why I actually showed it to her was also because of the prospectors. I, need to, I needed to buy some things. So. <laughs> by the grace of God, the admission was on scholarship by the grace. Our father had given us a free scholarship to go to school without paying anything. Without paying anything. So it is also sometimes thank you for that. God bless you so much. And so after she called my dad and he was like, your son has brought home a long list of prospectors for us again <laughs> after school. And he, he got angry and told him she threw the prospectors away. But she was defending me that we have already got admission, so why is he behaving that way? I was so surprised. Then she told me that she didn't call him just yet. I should just go to the school and then be there. So that when he comes down, then maybe I can call him. But I, mean, I couldn't call him till we vacated. And because of that, I didn't want to go home. <laughs> because I knew there was going to be a confrontation. I had come home for the vacation. But I had to go home on Thursday. And when I went home, there was a family meeting. <laughs> between, between my parents and I. And then he told, he, was, he told me, he gave me an ultimatum to either stop the school by Saturday or I'm on my own. So because of that, I told him that, okay, then I'm going to school just the next day. So we should discuss it just here. <laughs> I mean, now, he was like, okay, you are, since... I'm going tomorrow. I should, the, the next morning we'll discuss. I said, okay. But the next morning we didn't. And my mom too, I told her I'll go back on Saturday. But because I wanted to go back the next day, I didn't want any more issues. And she told me that, why am I going back the next day? That's Friday. Um, and not Saturday. And I told her, well, because I didn't want this questioning and things. And she was like, ah, but I'm going to be a pastor. I should learn to take pressure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I decided, okay, then I'm going to come back after the Christmas service. So I went back to a bowl of fufu and all that. <laughs> So after, I was just lying on my bed and I was just called from the room that daddy's calling you. I said, oh no, <laughs> not again. <laughs> so I went and then he, this time around, he called my siblings, my brother and my sister and everybody to come and told that they should, I should explain to them what I'm doing, where I am. I said, oh God. So I, <laughs> so I told him that I'm in the Bible school and he told him that what, of what benefit is the Bible school going to be for me and to them? <laughs> and then I told him, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I told him, I don't know. And told him that the natural course of action for me after school was just going to do my service, to do my master's and all that. So why am I going, I mean, coming all the way down to do all these things? So after speaking, I told him that, I told him that my brother, my elder brother, he was going to allow my elder brother to go to the police force before, though he didn't go. And I told him that something as dangerous as becoming a police officer, he didn't have a problem with it because money was going to come back. <laughs> because money was going to come home and all that. So I, I explained to him that, you see, I am not following after money. I want to serve God. That is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, and I also explained to him that it's not, it wasn't my will to, for them to send me to school and to come back and then continue to be a burden on them. But it's something I just got interested in along the line. So I, I, they should pardon me for my decision and for all that. But I mean, I, I'm not after money. I believe that as I serve God, God will give me money. But even if he doesn't give me money, I know that, <laughs> I mean, I'm serving God. Amazingly, 
he, he has claimed that I have spoken well. <laughs> he said I have spoken wisely. And I mean, it even went on. He advised my brother and I that everywhere we are working, we should be humble to our superiors. It will be yes, sir, must, must. I said, I was amazed. And just that um, on Saturday, before I left home, he took me to a land they are going to build up to pray over the land and all that. I was so, <laughs> I was so amazed. So I want to thank God. <laughs> I want to thank God for this grace that he has given the opportunity to be in full time here to work for him fully and to thank daddy for the door he has opened for I and my friends to also be in the Bible school to do something for God bless you my daddy wow what a testimony wow may God give you wisdom to be able to speak to your parents hallelujah let us welcome our final testimony Daniel Adagbe is it Daniel Thank you, Alpi. My name is Daniel Adagwe, and I, I completed Legon this year by the grace of God. And I'm now in ABMTC, Mampong Campus. My testimony is about when I came to school, I had plans. When I came to Legon, I had plans. I had my own plans. And, and I met Pastor Danny. Who introduced, uh, who introduced me to become a shepherd in church. And I just obeyed. I didn't know why I obeyed, but I just obeyed him. And when I became a shepherd, even though I was a shepherd, I was not serious because I thought he is forcing me to do something that I don't want to be. And daddy came to campus to start First Love Church. And I realized that I have to be serious. So I started becoming serious and all that. Not knowing it was for my own good. Because when I started, when I came to campus, I came with other three friends. We were staying in East Legon. So I used to come from East Legon. I come to campus. I come for lectures and I go back. But I had the opportunity to go, to go and assist L.P. Priscilla at Pentagon. And when I went to Pentagon, I realized that I can't be doing the things that I used to do and still come to Pent and come and preach. Because... The people in Pentagon, I realized that they were, they were some way to me. And even it was through El Picadela that I got to understand certain things. Because when I go there and I want them to come to church, they don't come and all that. So I, I, give, I give up. Then, then, then at a point, at a point, I became serious. And I started assisting El Priscilla. And Daddy called us for a meeting in his office and he told us to go and start a church. And I believe that was one of the greatest blessings that has happened to me, to start a church and to become a leader. Because recently I came for my graduation, that's a month ago, I came for my graduation from Mampong Campus. And when I came, all the guys that I started the school with, that's all of us, all of them were nowhere to be found. And as I talk to you now, one of, my, one of them is, was my best friend. And his parents know that he, he was a student in Legon. But I was the only person who knew that the guy was not a student. And because, because of that, 
because of that, I was not going home. Because when I go home, the mother will be asking me questions. Where is your friend? How is he doing? Then I'll tell him, oh, he's fine. He's doing this. But I realized that I was, I was deceiving the mother. Because the guy was not a student. And we were always, he was always going for money, going for things. And when school was open, you see him around, walking about. But the school, University of Ghana has sacked him. And he didn't know that he was sacked. For four years, when I came for my... So when I came for my graduation, when I came for my graduation, I went back and the mother was asking me, I told him that this is the issue. Your son couldn't finish school. And one of the other guys also went to impregnate a lady. And a lot of stars. And I believe by daddy giving me the opportunity to start a church has been a blessing to me because it has saved me from so many things. It has saved me from so many problems. So if you are here and daddy give you an opportunity to do something, the things that he tells us to do, I want you to take it serious because you may not know what it will do for you. Yeah, it has saved me and I believe that my life has never been the same. And by the wisdom that he has been preaching about, has given me more opportunity to be in the Bible school. When I finished school, I told my parents that I'm coming full time. And my mother said, as for my mother, she said she doesn't have any problem. But my brother had a problem with me because he said after school, I should go and do my master's. And I told him that this is what I'm for. And I came to tell one of my, one of my lecturers. So I told my lecturer that I'm going full time. And he encouraged me. He told me that if I believe God has called me, I should do coming full time and working for God is one of the best decisions I can ever take. And I believe in it. A lecturer who is working in Wedley University here encouraged me and told me that I should obey the call of God on my life. And I, I can testify that by going to the Bible school, has been one of the blessings in my life because the Bible school has changed me and my life has never been the same. So I want to use this opportunity to thank Daddy for his prayers, for his preaching. I want to use this opportunity to thank LP Givadi, LP Lulu, all the lady pastors, Reverend Daniel Dagwe, and all the lighthouse pastors who have been a blessing to me. For I am nobody but true Daddy. God has made me somebody. And I want to thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, how I love thy law, oh Lord. 
And I believe that today another word is coming. And it's also going to be very powerful. So if you're excited and with Jesus joy, make some noise. Let's welcome Bishop Dagger with me. Psalm 23 are the blessings not of snakes, lizards, lions, tigers, elephants. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It does not belong to lions. You may be wild like a lion, but that blessing of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's not for you once you are a lion. He may be strong like an elephant. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me by still waters. He leads me to green pastures. You know, by the path of... Those things are not your portion. Because you are a strong lion. You get what I'm saying? These great things are for sheep. So it's wise to be a sheep. He restores my soul. He leads me the path of righteousness. Verse 4. Verse 4. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of uh, death, I will fear no evil. You will be afraid because you are a lion. You get it? And you are a lion. You will also walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I've watched many wildlife films and I've seen the deaths of many lions. Many lions are killed. All the time. They're actually getting fewer and the antelopes are getting more. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Have you seen a lion being comforted by anybody before? You cannot be comforted because you are mighty and strong and great. Alright, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Have you ever seen somebody preparing food for lions? Huh? Find your own food. You get it. But you are a sheep. You see that farmers have created fields 
fields, green grass, just for you. Thou anointest my head with oil. Have you seen shepherds anointing lions with oil? My cup runneth over. You are a lion, find your own water. You get it? And the last verse, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. But if you are a lion, bloodshed will be following you. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. You will not dwell. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. So you dwell in the house of your shepherd all the days of your life. You don't dwell if you are a lion. You don't have a shepherd. These things don't apply to you. Because you are too big, too strong, too mighty to be a sheep. And therefore, you cannot have all these things. Alright? So, being, a sh- being, being led by God, and being led by God, however God is leading you, is probably the most important skill that a Christian has to learn after becoming a Christian. When you become a Christian, you must learn the skill of being led. That's the art of hearing. It's, it's the most important thing to learn. Because that is, that is that you, you are a sheep, even if you say you are not a sheep. And the most important thing for you as a sheep is to be led. Yeah. True. I mean, otherwise, how will all the things in Psalm 23 happen to you? They can't happen. Because you are a sheep. That is what God has made us. He has made us sheep of his hand. The sheep of his pasture. Amen. Amen. So, when you become a Christian, you have to learn how you can be led. And you must make yourself leadable. And you must trust that being led is a great key to your personal prosperity and your personal well-being. I'll give you an example. You know, the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong, and so on. In the same way, prosperity is like a river. In every country, God gives a river and rivers. Alright? Those rivers water the land. It's what God has created. The sea is full of salty water, but the land is dry and has a number of rivers that water the ground. Most civilizations, cities, and villages have built themselves around the river. Because it's like that's where there's life. The river brings water. It brings water to do everything we do with water. And it brings food. It brings electricity. It brings fish. It brings everything. Cleaning. So many things. So it's wise to accept that there's not a river everywhere. There's not river everywhere. There's river in some places. And so wise people have realized that um, I'll prefer to be, the wisdom I'll prefer to have is the wisdom of being a tree planted by the rivers 
of water. One time I was in a, in a country, in a city in Panama, and uh, the hotel we were staying in was by a big river. Not so big, but big enough to see the effect of being planted by the rivers. And the kind of vegetation on the banks, you can't even get off your boat. Because the trees and the shrubs are filled just by the river. And I realized that all the trees wanted to be planted by the river. Because those who were planted by the river, were, they were green. I mean, they were really enjoying. They were really prospering. So you have to accept and know that there's not a river everywhere. And one of the keys to prosperity is being planted, not being clever, or being wise, or being educated, but being planted by a river, one of the rivers God has brought. Oh, yeah. So if you take, for instance, um, so that's what, what we call, people call closeness. Being close is a key to prosperity. That's why people want to go to America, because like, there's some rich people in there. So when we are there, somehow we are nearby. You get it. And even when you are a Bolaman there, you may be better off than being a lecturer here. I don't know. Huh? I don't know, but you can find out. Or being a doctor there. Amen. So that's a key to prosperity. And it's a strange key that is not taught in school. Like the key of closeness to whatever. So when you go to Seattle, where Bill Gates lives. I mean, I was in Seattle. Somebody pointed out that's his house by the riverside. I said, that's, that's where he lives. M- many of his as- as- associates are billionaires, not millionaires. You see, I'm saying that there's a river. He, he also didn't, I think he also didn't finish school. Yeah. He also didn't finish school. He's not out by school, really. Then here comes the river of wealth. Because he's invented something. And everybody close to him is rich. Even the church that I was in, that I, I, I was in, there were several millionaires in the church. So the usher who was leading me around, I mean, the, not the usher, the pastor was taking him around, used to point out the different millionaires. Because one of, one of the millionaires was taking us, so some of the people that were with me, taking them shopping or were taking, dropping them here, picking us, different souls. And one time I was walking and he showed me one of the ashes standing. You see the man standing by, like the guy standing over there. You can all look at the guy standing. He pointed to himself, that, that guy is a millionaire. He's one of our top millionaires. <laughs> just like that. He was standing by the door, just like that. Yeah. And when I finished preaching, when I finished preaching that day, one of the days that I was there, they... Um, the, the, a millionaire made a comment about what I had said, that it was the best message that he had ever heard. I spoke about Lazarus and hell. And he told me, well, this is uh, like one of our senior millionaires. No, you see, I'm saying that it is, it is Seattle. These people are not working. Yeah, these, are, these, are, these people are not working they, were not, they are not working for, uh, what is the company called? Microsoft. They are not working for Microsoft, but they are in the city, the same city. So it's like in that city, it's common to have millionaires. 
So like closeness, what I'm explaining the power of closeness. Closeness brings things. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing. But you, you, it's not taught. Are you with me? Mm. So he said, oh, that guy. So I said, I said, why do you say he's a senior millionaire? He said, oh, the millionaires, they are grades. So I said, what are the grades? He said, oh, like 500 million, 600 million and above. It's like a higher type of millionaire. Yes. That's against like a 10, 12, 20 million type of millionaire. We have higher ones. May you be a higher one in Jesus' name. So that, that is one of the mysterious secrets you find in the house of God also. You show, and that, that's how anointing is. Anointing is like a river. It comes to, God gives to one person. And the people that are close to the person benefit from that anointing. It's like that. If you, if you can be close, you benefit from it as well. Are you with me? So, I'm saying this to explain that that is one of a key. It's a key that works when you are a Christian. But another key that really works is the key of following or being a shepherd, a sheep. You know, and learning to follow. As against learning to think too much. Yeah. Now, you think about how old when you were 15. Now, when you look back, whereas when you were 15, you didn't know anything, isn't it? Uh-huh. So, but now, you, you see, at each stage, you think you know. At each stage, you are fully convinced of what you know, that what you know is the right way. So, you must learn to understand and know your present state of your present current delusion of yourself. That as you sit here today, you have a current delusion. And that actually today you don't know. When you learn that, you will become hundred times wiser because you will not use your own wisdom. You use another higher wisdom to live. Yeah. Look, can you imagine if we die now and we find out how real heaven is? Let's say they have the numbering souls that you've, you've been winning. And like when you get to heaven, you realize that, hey, I mean, you, you, you find out that it's like those who did this, this, this. They are so, it's so different. And that all that was true, and you find out that some people who didn't use what they were thinking, but took the wisdom that was in the word and just believed it and walked by it, were actually the wisest people on earth. But you wouldn't know, because you, see, we, you don't have a chance to come back. But if it is, you'll be glad. You'll be glad that you chose to serve God. Amen. Amen. So, let us learn that we are not so wise. You see, and pride makes us not become uh, the way God wants us to be. We can't be led. We can't be led. I say, look, I read, I heard Kenneth Hagin saying this. And I read it also by Kenneth Hagin. He said that the thing that distinguishes pastors is their ability to follow the Holy Spirit. That is the thing that distinguishes ministers of the gospel. Is their ability to be led. Because what when I say it's, it's an ability, God, it is an ability. God, he may speak, but because you are not trained in hearing, and you are not trained in following, and maybe you are not, you've not become humble to hear and to follow him. You don't know how to follow. So most of the time you are doing your own thing. And if you are a sheep and you are doing your own thing most of the time, 
most of the time you are going to turn into lamb, lamb chops or lamb curry. You know, Indians like most of their curries with lamb, with sheep, lamb curry. So you become lamb curry for Indians. Yes. You know, the Indians don't eat cow. So it's lamb mostly. So you are going to become curry, lamb curry for people. Goat soup. Because you were a goat. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 10. Verily I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the the same is a thief and a robber. He that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Wow. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. And leadeth them out. Amen. He does what? He calls them by name. So don't be happy to be in the church and not be known by name. You must be happy when your pastor knows your name. And I told you we are going to start the counseling. Starting from 1st January. Count. Starting from 1st January. Starting from 1st January, you check. Once you have not had a counseling session, there is something is wrong. Up to 31st December. You've got one year. Everybody must come once, at least. And try to let yourself be known. Don't come and tell us that your name is Abigail. Do you know how many Abigails we have? That is not the way to make somebody know you by saying that you are called Abigail. There are so many Abigails. But like the woman with the issue of blood, even we don't know her name, but we know her trouble better than like I am so and so and so. I'm the one who who had the issue of blood. You will be known by name this year. Amen. Amen. And he putteth forth his own sheep, goeth before them, the sheep follow him. So sheep must follow. So learn to follow. Decide I'm going to be a follower. A following sheep. And that's a blessed sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Number one result of being led by your shepherd. Number one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In instance. Your poverty and your lack of so many things starts to end from the day you start to follow. I'm telling you. I didn't write the Bible. I came and I found it and I'm reading it to you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Not that I am my own shepherd. I am my own advisor. I am my own leader. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, as far to the extent to which the Lord is able to be your shepherd and the Lord is able to lead you to that extent you will not want. 
You not want beloved. You not want house. You not want car. You not want phone. You not want uh, money. You not want dresses. You not want shoes. You not want whatever hair. Hair. You not want hair. To the extent to which the Lord is your shepherd. But when the Lord is less and less of your shepherd, then the more and more you want. And sometimes you may want things that cannot be bought. Like peace. Like happiness. Like joy. Like kindness. Like nice things that are not physical. Yeah, they are more valuable than things you can buy. I can give you a phone but you'll be happy. You'll be looking at the phone. Nobody will call you. You have to use your two phones, one to call the other. Everybody say, I am a follower. follower. Amen. Amen. Try hard. Try hard to develop yourself in the art of following. In the art of hearing his voice. The art of knowing which of your desires are spiritual. Yes. Which of your attractions are spiritual? Which of your attractions are fleshly? And which of your attractions are demonic? Sometimes you are attracted to something and it is because of your flesh. And sometimes you are attracted to something but it is because of actually a spiritual attraction. Like Jesus said, nobody can come to me unless the Father draws him. So when you are being drawn, so I, I just find myself going this way all the time. I don't know why. But actually, you are being drawn spiritually by God. The Father is drawing you there. Yes. The more you can discover which of these are God speaking to you, the more you will find yourself following him and the more all these things will be happening. He's my shepherd. I don't want. He has brought me to a green place. I have water to drink. He, he restores my soul. He's restored all the things I've lost. He's, I mean, uh, 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 when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's not so wild. I'm not afraid. He's keeping me. I'm dwelling in his house. Wow. What great blessings are these? What great blessings are these? So, learn it. And if you could have been led... You would even be led into marriage, for instance. You see, when you are standing back, you can easily see that this person marrying this person is not going to be easy. Not going to be easy at all. It is easy to see. Only when you've been married before. Well, when you've been married before, I told you, old people are like, are like they are like pastors. When somebody is old, it's like a pastor. Yeah. They are seeing things. They are like, even if they are not pastors, they become like pastors. They, they know a lot of things. Never despise an elderly person is saying something. It's just some, sometimes it's so much out of experience you learn. But when you stand back, you see you are going for this. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy at all. You can see. Yeah. You can see this is going to be trouble all the way. Also, but I really like it. Yeah, but it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be big, big trouble. But you can't even know. So if you could be led, Oh, you, you, you'd experience so many, many things you are not experiencing. But I know 
in this church, eh, those of you listening to me, God is giving you the supernatural heart to follow. Yes. And by following, you are going to become something you never even thought you could do. You know, if I look at my life, almost everything that I have or have achieved or become is not my plan. I, 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 I mean, it's not, it's not my plan. I never planned to start even First Love Church. I never planned to start First Love Almost any going to the Kodesh, have building the Kodesh, they are not my part of my plans. They are not part of my plans. They are part of his plans. They are part of his plans. Not my plans. They are not my plans. I, I know my plans. And they are not, that, those are not my plans. I'm scared of my own plans. Hey! I'm scared of my own plans. You should be scared of your own plans. And you should be trusting his plans for your life. The sheep follow him. And they know his voice. If you are in this church and you, you, you must know I'm your shepherd, you must know my voice very well. Even in your sleep, you know my voice. It's true. If you don't have podcasts, there's something wrong with you. You need to get the podcast. You need to be listening. And when you are hearing, you must hear God's voice in the voice. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 30. All right. You must hear the voice. Isaiah chapter 30. Okay? Are you with me? Let's read from verse 18 just so that we have a bit of context. And therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you Therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. Amen. Verse 19. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, and thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. And when he shall hear it, he will answer thee. How many are glad that God will answer your prayers? Verse 20. Though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the waters of affliction, amen? Even though God punishing you, listen to this one, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. You are not going to sack teachers from your life anymore. You see, even though God punishes you, you are not going to throw away your teachers. The people God gives you as teachers. When you throw away, you don't have podcasts, or you throw, you throw away the podcast, you throw away the listening of message, you throw away the makane, it says you have removed your teachers into a corner. You've thrown away your teachers into a corner, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. And what's going to happen after that? Look at verse, 30, verse 30, 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee. You see, when you listen to your teachers, you now hear the voice of God himself. 
behind it, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Are you listening to me? You see, when you don't throw away your teachers and you now bring your teachers center stage of your life and you even see your teachers and they are part of your life, then you hear a word behind you saying, and thine ears, you, you now begin to hear the voice of God in the multitude of the plenty teaching from the plenty teachers that God gives to you. You now begin to hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right or to the left, this is the way. This is my way for you. And you see that when you have stopped throwing away your teachers, but have them as part of your life, then you begin to hear God himself speaking to you. And that's why at a point you start to say, God, God spoke to me. I should do this. But it's not that even the teacher is the one saying it to you. But it's that the Holy Spirit himself is showing you the right way. Let's go back and read it again so that you can get the verse 20. Verse 20. Though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. Okay? God punishes you. You're not going to be angry. He says, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore as you've been doing before. How many have, you see like Justina was giving a testimony. She was not happy with her father always telling her, you are not doing this, you are not doing that, you are not doing that. You, will learn to, you want to remove him into a corner. That, this old man, he talked too much. Oh, this guy, I don't want to see you again. Huh? Every day saying this, every day saying this, every day saying this. When I go out, people say that I'm nice. When I come home, he's always talking plenty. No more, no more, no more. Yet thy teacher shall not be removed into a corner anymore. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. That's why people listen to messages and they change so much. Oh yes. I, I listen to Kenneth Hagin and I, I change so much. I listen to him and I change. I heard a voice. One day I was, I was, I didn't remove him from my life. I listened to his tapes all the time. When I got to final year, you know, final year we have to do one year outside, one month in a hospital. I was posted to Suhum Hospital with my friend. Two of us. And there we were at Suhum in the hospital working for one month. We didn't come to Accra. When you go on that rotation, you have to go to the slaughterhouse. You have to go on immunization. You have to go to the clinic. You have to do ward rounds. You have to see the patients. You have to go to the theater. Anything that is happening, you are there. You learn how to be in a rural hospital. There's no blood bank. We have blood contractors. People who come in the morning to sell their blood. They stand outside the children's ward. You need one pint you can take. It's 50 CDs for, for, for whatever. And they are there to sell their blood. You learn how to do all those things. Surgery with different types of things that are not supposed to be used for that, but you learn how to do it. Mortuary without a fridge. Without a fridge. Everything. We had a mortuary. There's no, there's no fridge. Yeah. You just keep them there. Just keep them there. Maybe you embalm it a bit, but you just keep it there and they take it to the next place whenever they can. 
You learn how to do everything. Whilst I was on my way, I drove from my house. And if you know the way to Suhum, you go straight. The way to Suhum is straight. Sometimes when the police stop you, ask, where are you going? You say, straight. <laughs> I had to pass through Lord J. Bookshop. I decided to pass through Lord J. Bookshop at Action. And I entered the bookshop. Why? Because of verse 20. Look at verse 20. Thy teacher shall not be removed into a corner. <laughs> Anymore. I went for my teacher, Hagen. I saw, what is this? How to deliver demons or some deliver demons and how to something demons fighting with devils something about that I don't know I don't know the exact title because he tells some of the same visions in every message. Can you smell the food that I'm smelling? Gosh. Okay, okay, okay. Back to concentrate. Concentrate. Why? Because because my teacher shall not be removed into a corner. My teacher shall not be removed into a corner anymore. Don't move your teacher into a corner. Even when you are angry, you see, he says, even when the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, don't move your teacher into a corner anymore. Don't do that. Don't stop listening. Soak it in. And I bought this tape and put it in my Renault 4 and I drove up to Suhum. I got there. I got into my room and I started doing all the things they had to do. Sometimes I came home early. One night I was praying. Seven o'clock, around seven, eight o'clock, I started praying and I was on my knees praying. I wasn't eating much. I was just drinking coffee and a piece of bread. It's a one bread. And um, I was happy, praying, and I fell asleep. My my tape was playing. My beloved had given me her tape recorder, red Sony tape recorder. She lent it to me because I didn't have have that one. It was auto-reverse, so I liked it because it never stops playing. I did not want to remove my teacher into a corner. Thou shalt not remove thy teacher into a corner anymore. Don't be angry with your teachers. Don't remove them into a corner. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers. Don't stay away from church. Let your eyes see your teachers. Then what happened? In the middle of the night, thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. By not Throwing the teachers that God was giving me into a corner, I heard in the middle of the night a voice saying, from today you can teach. From today you... That's me standing here today. That's, that's me standing right here today. I'm teaching. Yeah! He was showing me the way of my life to teach the word of God. That's my whole life is teaching the word of God. Yes, and I'm still doing it. I do it. I don't work anywhere. I don't do business. I don't do any business at all. Yes. I, I have no time for that. I have no time for that. 
People have offered me things. Do this. this. One day somebody put me on his board. Say, I say, hey, hey, I don't need your money. <laughs> don't, you have to learn how to do, do things that are done. It's not only because of money. All relations are not because of money. I don't like money-related relationships. It's not a good relationship. Wicked relationships based on money. Yeah. I heard a voice and the voice said, from today you can do. That's why I can come to all of you here. What do you have? You don't have any. Your testimonies are about phones. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. Your testimonies are about phones and about such things. Yes. But you are very important to me because my relationship with you is not based, it's not about money. I don't need, I don't need anything from you. Amen. I know, I know where, where the people are who have money. I know them. You know, you know, you know money people have. Money is, is, money is like something that you cannot easily hide. At a point when you have money, people can see that you have money. <laughs> Even when you tell I don't have you, they can say, oh, I'm a child have money. It's like saying that there's no money for this, there's no money for that, but you see that there's money to pay. There's money to pay what? I love this verse. Look at it. Go back. Go back. Thou shall, you shall, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner. How many realize you've been putting your teacher into a corner? In a box. In your room. Far away. Hey! That is why you've not been hearing a word behind you saying, This is the way. Of your life. Look at me standing here. I'm, I'm standing here based on that word. Oh yeah. Even when I went to propose. To my beloved. It was based on that. I told her I'm going to teach. The word of God. Yeah. Even at crusades. When I'm, when I'm preaching at crusades. It's like I'm teaching about salvation. Those who, and that, who, those who know the difference between preaching and teaching. It's like I'm teaching about salvation. I'm explaining salvation to the people. It's so powerful. It has given me so many people who work for me. Hundreds. Yeah. From today you, you, you can teach. From today you can teach means you are going to teach. Your work is to teach. Teach from now. Go the way of teaching. <laughs> it means so many things. <laughs> wow. Is to, is to give me the, the honor that was given to Jesus for him to be called rabbi or teacher. It's an honor that was given to me. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, please hear the voice. Go back to John. You know, this thing, I, I really don't know how we are going to ever finish talking about this. A stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him. You must beware of strangers. Amen. 
Amen? Anybody who is leading you away from your shepherd, from your church, be careful of that person. Yes. Hear the voice of Satan. And you must hear the voice of Satan in people. Even sometimes when you love them, you must know that Satan is using them. Yes. Can Satan use somebody you love and somebody who is good? Can Satan use a good person? Yes. Jesus said to Peter, Satan. No, he had just appointed him two verses ago as the head of the church. Just a few minutes earlier, he had appointed him. Then he asked him, who do men say? I said, oh, uh, you are the son of God. Very good. Then Peter used his new appointment to rise up and speak. He said, as for cross, it will not have other things can have, but the cross there is out of the question. And Jesus called his precious, precious, uh, what do you call it? Appointee and his precious overseer and the one who was his right hand man on earth in the ministry, he called him Satan twice. Satan, get thee behind me. Wow! Not easy. I know somebody who did that once to his friend. The person was doing to him. I said, stop it. He didn't stop. He was doing something. I said, stop it. He didn't stop. He was doing something in the school. Makati house at Chimota school. He was doing something. I said, said, stop it. He didn't stop. Then he turned to him and said, Satan! (laughs) Satan! Get thee behind me! Hey! The guy was very, very, he was not happy at all with that rebuke. And he stopped. (laughs) It's not easy to be called Satan. But you see, you see, sometimes as the person speaks, you can hear a voice behind, and that voice is Satan. Satan is the one speaking to you through that person. Just like this, the teachers are speaking. Don't remove them to call. As the teacher is speaking, they say, God is speaking. You hear a voice behind the whole thing. Behind the whole thing is a voice. And that voice is speaking to you. And you must know the voice of your shepherd. You must know the voice of God. Look at this David who gave a testimony. At the end, your father is now blessing you and asking you to come and pray over the land as a pastor of our family. And they, and they are proud of you for, for standing your ground and choosing to serve God. They are proud of you. Huh? So you must, you must know that there's a time you must hear that voice. That what voice is coming behind this thing? Strong voice of the devil. From people you love. That's why Jesus said, don't think I came to bring peace. Uh, I came to bring a sword. And set a man at variance with his family. A, a man against his, 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 his brothers, against his wife, against his children, against each other. If you want all peace and all whatever, then you, are, you can't follow. Following the voice of God, anybody who is liked by everybody is a very dangerous person. The best kind of person is to be like Jesus, who had a lot of people who really loved him. And a lot of people also hated him. And you know it. It's a lot of people hate you and a lot of people love you. 
You live between the two worlds. Do not remove your teachers into a corner. Don't put the makana into a corner. Don't put the podcast into a corner. Bring it out. Put it on. Every day, listen to the word of God. As you keep hearing, check from the Bible what is happening. What is he saying? Is it in the Bible? And learn the things in the Bible. And here, you hear that a voice is behind you and the voice is speaking to you. And that voice will be everything that you need will be found in that voice. And one day, you, you, when, you, when you are at the end of your life, you will say, hmm, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh. I shall not want. It's true. He leads me. He's, lead, he's been leading me. He leadeth me. Not my own idea. He leadeth me. He has been leading me. Yeah. Last year, I was in the Philippines in Manila. I, I don't know anybody there. In Indonesia, I was in Korea. I've been in Singapore, Bogota. Different, different, different. I mean, there is no way a normal person will be called to all these places. Come and speak to us. True. From today, you shall teach. Okay, I shall teach. And here I am. They can come and teach. When I went, they say, come again to teach. Not, not, not for your face. Come and teach us. Again and again and again. The voice behind me has guided me. I'm still here teaching. Hallelujah. This parable spake they unto Jesus, but they understood not the things which he spake to them. Then Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say, I am the door of the sheep. Hey, your shepherd is like an avenue for you to enter things you never have imagined you would enter. So Kenneth Hagin, when God gave Kenneth Hagin to me, he was like a door. He said, I am the door of the sheep. And the way for the sheep to go to places that they've never imagined for them to go. Yes. I'm the door. I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the way. I'm the, I'm the avenue. I'm the, I'm the opening that they've been looking for. I am the door of the sheep. Jesus is the door of the sheep. Your shepherd becomes like a door to you. Trust me. Your shepherd is like a door. You never, things you will never see, but you see because of your shepherd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You can, you can try it and find it out. You can find it out yourself. Don't try. You see, as I would say perhaps before you start following God, you must, stop, you must stop trusting yourself. Maybe this is the key. You, remember I told you when you were 15, you were wild. You, you thought you knew everything, isn't it? You said, but mommy, I'm 15 years old. Now I, I know this. Daddy, I'm, I'm... But when you grow, you realize that as a moi, I mean, Charlie, you were like a fool, but you didn't even know that you were like a fool. But at the age of 15, now at the age of 23, you look back just seven years and say, Ah, but we cry, wait in there, wait in there, wait in there, wait in there, worry me. Why I get up, I talk, say, Charlie, me, nobody go feed, talk me anything. Me, me and myself, I know the thing we are going to do. Huh? You say, For no, say, Charlie, we come into this world, we check for the world small. Yeah. We see things where we, we, we know, we yourself, we know the thing we, we, where we go do. We know inside. What did man not see before? Every day one talk me, say, make I go here, make I do this, make I do that. Yeah, but as you see, you are only 23. You are only 22 and you can see that Charlie 15, you didn't know much at all. In fact, if you had, if you had known that you didn't know then, you would have done better in school and not come to do the course that you just did. The, the course you just did 
you can see that you now need to do more courses. You need more courses because the course you did, I mean, it's, it's not scoring. It's because your wisdom at the age of 15 and 16 was deficient. Highly deficient. The shepherd is a door for the sheep. Believe it. Believe it. Are you there? All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Wow. Listen. I'll tell you. Can I tell you? Look at me. I have something. It's a bit bad news for you. But listen. Bad news is that when you follow somebody who is not your shepherd, he becomes a thief and a robber to you. Because Jesus said, all that, apart from I'm the shepherd, all the others are thieves and robbers. It's like your mother. Everybody else is not your mother. Or your father. Everybody else is not your father. And Jesus is saying that we have shepherd and thieves and robbers. These are the only two options. You are either with your shepherd or you are with a thief and a robber. And you must ask yourself, what is a thief? It will take from your life. Yes, your life will reduce. You, things will be less. You will be, you, you, things will be, you, you, will be, you will go down instead of up. Meanwhile, this other person is the door, is the avenue. Yes. Your opportunity. Now, are you listening? Are you listening? Yeah. You didn't come here for me to extract something from you. To extract money. And you can feel it. You know, you know, you know. How many know that you are not, you are not bringing anything much to, I mean, to bear on, on the situation here? You rather I need, isn't it true? Yeah. But you have a situation where when you don't follow your shepherd, you are going to be in need. Not that a, a church with does fundraising. We all do fundraising. But be careful. Be careful in this life. If you start following some, something that is not your shepherd, you are following a robber. And you lose. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill. And to destroy. Amen. But I am come. That they might have life. And have it more abundantly. You are going to experience an abundant life. Abundant life means. Abundance. Abundant overflowing life. Joy at least. Joy one of the things you need is happiness. How many realize that happiness is a bit on short supply? Huh? Sisters, happiness. How many want to be happy? Yes, happy, as they say in South Africa, happy. Abundance of joy, laughing. Many girls will tell you, oh, why do you like this guy? Oh, he makes me laugh. Is it true, sisters? They want somebody who makes them laugh. Oh, I like the way he talks. It makes us laugh. Makes me laugh. It's interesting. It's fun. All of you brothers who are boring, receive life.
when you are proposing to a sister, it's as if you are quoting scriptures. Nobody is chasing you for money that you owe. When you finish having sex and you wonder whether you've got an HIV. Because when you look at the place, it looks like an HIV center. Hey! So when you finish, you are wondering, my Lord and my God. Lord and my God. Hey. When they say they are doing blood donation campaign, you say you will never go. Because they will test for HIV first. From today you have peace of mind. Hey. When they are looking for thieves, you know that you are not one. Yes. So God is here to give you abundant life by following your shepherd. Your life. Is there a song? There's a song like that. It's like, if, even if heaven, even if there's no heaven, even if heaven, if heaven was never promised, it's been worth having the Lord in my life. You get what I'm saying? Like Because right on this earth, is giving you abundant life by following the shepherd. Even if there is no heaven, it's been worth having the Lord. But if heaven never was promised to me, neither God promise to live eternally, it's been worth just having the Lord. Having the Lord. In my Living in a world of darkness, he came along and brought me the light. I was living in a world of darkness, he came along and brought me the light. Yeah, you may ask me why I serve the Lord. Why do I serve the Lord? Is it just for heaven's gate? Is it just because I want to? Bye. 
abundant life. Say, I have abundant life. I have abundant life. Say, I have a good life. Because Jesus is my shepherd. And because I'm following Jesus. I'm following him. I'm following him. Every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I am the good shepherd. Verse 11. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Verse 12. He that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and he careth not for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. And I am known of mine. So when I tell you stories and I tell you things that have happened in my life, it's for you to know me. I know my sheep and I am known of mine. It's not a public story. It's for my sheep to know me. People who are not my sheep, it doesn't concern them. Things that don't concern my my sheep. Amen. Alright? So, I know my sheep. And, and I must know you. To, to be a good sheep, a real sheep, you must be known. You can't have secrets. Your life cannot be like a fancy kenke, which has so many coverings. Each cover leads to another cover. When we peel off one, another one is there. Say, hey, when will we get to the bottom of this thing? Each one we remove, then you see there is a new one there. Who here is a fancy kenke, spiritual fancy kenke? Secret upon secret. Hey. You are becoming open in Jesus' name. Find out the name of the person next to you. and and You'll be surprised he's a spy. You'll be surprised. He may have to tell you a lie about his name. And later you find out, you are not John. You say, oh yeah, my, my auntie once called me John. That's why I use the John. My auntie once called me John. As the Father knoweth me, so I know. Amen. Amen. I know my sheep. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to verse 26 again. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep. Hey. Hmm? So, I'm again talking about the wisdom of a sheep. Be wise and be flowing. Believe. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Wow. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Now, as I'm ending this little session, this is the reason why some people cannot be sheep. And I'm going to show you the number one thing that prevents people from being sheep and getting the blessing of a sheep. Alright? 
Are you interested in knowing that? And the number one thing that prevents people from being sheep. How many want to know what that is? Are you sure you want to know? Those at the back don't want to know. Those at the back, do you really want to know? Okay. And that is a stiff neck. A stiff neck. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Verse 25. Then Moses commanded the Levites which bear the ark of the covenant saying, take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God that he may be there for a witness against thee. For I know thy rebellion and thy stiff neck. Behold, why am I, I am alive with you this day? You have been rebellious against the Lord. How much more after my death? Hey! Stiffness of neck is the major reason why people are not blessed. They are sheep, but their necks are stiff. Psalm 75. Verse 1. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. For that thy name is near wondrous works we declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. Psalm 75, verse 3. I'm on verse 3 of Psalm 75. You should all have Bibles. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it, seller. Okay, now, let's go to verse 4 because this is where the action begins. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And unto the wicked, Lift not up the horn. Hmm? Verse 5. Lift not up your horn on high and speak not with a stiff neck. Don't have a stiff neck when you are dealing with your shepherd, God, and your earthly shepherd, Shepherds here, don't have a stiff neck. Deal not foolishly. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. Jeremiah, verse 17, chapter 17. But they obey, verse 23. Well, let's read from verse 22. That or verse 21. That says the Lord, take heed to yourself, bear no burden on the Sabbath day, nor bring it by the gates of Jerusalem. Neither carry forth a burden out of your house on the Sabbath day, neither do ye any work. But hallow ye the Sabbath day as I commanded your fathers. Verse 23. But they obeyed not. But they obeyed not. Neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff. They made their neck stiff. When you are bending. They made their neck stiff. That they might not hear. And not receive instruction. 
Go this way. Hey! Take the following explanations. To be to have a stiff neck means number one, to be rigid or firm. Difficult or impossible to bend. Difficult to bend. Look, as a shepherd, I have dealt with people that are difficult to bend. Sometimes such people will be asking you for advice, but you realize that you better not give them advice. Difficult to bend. Goodness. You will never be difficult to bend. (laughs) Starting from January 2016. All stiff nakedness is leaking out from now to 31st December. Number two, not moving or working easily. Not moving. If I can't, we can't, God can't get you to move easily or to work easily. Yeah, I mean, a lot of anybody who has a meeting that lasts more than five minutes, there's something wrong with you. Your neck is stiff. That's why the meeting is going for so long. While a discussion goes beyond five minutes, eh? explanation that is lasting more than five minutes, there is something wrong with you. I'm telling you. How much more meetings that can last for five years? There are people who have meetings for five years. One topic you see that is going on for years. That's how marriages are. A lot of people have marriages like that. You see, the, the, the issue is to be persistent to the grave. Yeah. You say, bend this way. Hey! Stiff neck. You see, you should, next should be like, as soon as you even touch, it's like autopilot. But you not working easily, not moving easily. What I feel sad about is that some of your parents have already told you that word. Yeah. But stubborn. A topic will be a long topic in your house. Your father will speak and explain to you, and it is true what they are saying. Number three, not supple. Moving with difficulty as from coldness, age, exhaustion, or injury. (laughs) Not supple, like it's not flexible. Not supple. Moving with difficulty as from cold. Like you are feeling cold. Some of you, the, when the word comes, it's as, as if they are preaching to deep freezing, deep frozen fish. You see how deep frozen fish is? You can't bend it. The fish which was going like this, it has become hard. Look, when you are in church, you must be flowing. When I say 31st, we are doing, we are, the elderly people will come to church. 
later. We are doing outreach. From seven we start. Yeah. We are, we are reaching out. We are winning souls. One soul is worth how, 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 how much? The whole world. One soul is worth one world plus. Right? Say it. One world plus. Yes. What shall it profit? The, if you gain the whole world and lose one soul. One soul is worth one world plus extra. Some of you, if your pastor has to use a heart. You also have it back like that. <laughs> Not working easily out of cold age. You see, age. Older people, you can't get them to do certain things. Yes. And some of you, you are, you are, you are young, but you are developing old age. Premature aging. One of my saddest counseling has been counseling young people from first love age who just got married and started having problems of those with cold and old age. Yeah, you see them. I mean, like you are young. You ask yourself, what is the hope of this, this couple already? Not supple. You suggest. Even you've added it before the hand even touched. <laughs> when we say learn how to cook, you say, why? 21st century, you're already heading away there. Advice. When I tell you, brothers, you have to learn how to propose, not using scripture and setting. Not that you, you, we have to use the scripture for everything, but. You are not preaching when you are proposing. You are speaking. Hey! Exhaustion. Are you exhausted? Not moving. We're moving with difficulty as from exhaustion. No. And then, finally, moving with difficulty as from injury. You see, when, when, when people marry, after some time, they are hurt by different things. They are offended, then they change, they become cold, stiff, rigid, because it's from hurt. But what you, when, you, when you did, I, 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 I said, I don't like that. I said, I, said, I don't like that thing. But I said, I said, I don't like that thing. So from today, I'm stiff. And then they will not move again. <laughs> You are too young to be hurt. Yes. You are too young to be cold. Some of you, the formality is in your families. Formal. Very for everybody in your family is formal. Next one. Number the next def- definition of stiff legged. To be rigidly formal. To be rigidly formal. It's good to be formal, but sometimes it's not good to be formal. In everything, you can't have formality. If you marry, you can't use formality for certain things. Huh? Yes, some people, they marry, they come with a box of red flags. 
and they plant the red flag. This is not allowed. This, this is not allowed. This place is not allowed. This place is not allowed. This place is not allowed. Here is not allowed. Here is not allowed. Hey! Road clothes, different flags. The packet, a small packet in an envelope. And they, when they come, they'll, start, they'll place it. Rigidly formal. Brothers, would you like to marry a very formal sister? What type of sister would you like to marry? Flowing, not rigidly formal, isn't it? Turn to the nearest sister and see if she looks very formal to you. Very formal. The next one, excessively regular or formal. Excessively regular or formal. Excessively. Excessively regular. There is a place for formality. After, the, after church, I have, a, I, have, I have a wedding. I will change it to something more formal. And go and just for one hour. And then after that, I come back to normal. I cannot be excessively formal. Rigidly formal. When I'm wearing those things, I will look rigidly formal. But for just one hour, it's okay. Stiff neck. Cold and unfriendly. Yes. I remember I once had a ship called Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a more cold and unfriendly ship. I call and say, Hello, hello. How are you? Fine. Is everything okay? Yes. How is the house? Fine. Is your father there? Yes. Is everything okay? Yes. You asked me already. I said it's, everything is okay. Hey! I just called to check on you. Okay. And my raps got finished. Caroline! Caroline! Hey! Cold and unfriendly. Stiff. Today, I, I, I wonder if she's even a Christian. Today, I wonder if she's even a Christian. Yes. Yes. Cold Caroline. Cold Caroline. Uh-huh. Cold and unfriendly. Ask your nearest sister, are you cold? Are you cold and unfriendly? Tell the person, look, you won't get any beloved, oh. You won't get any beloved when you are cold and unfriendly. Oh. You won't get a beloved, I tell you. Brothers will pass, bypass you and go for a friendly person. Shh. A lady must smile. Check whether she's smiling. A lady must smile. A lady must smile. A girl must smile. 
Okay. Shh. The last one. Lacking ease and grace. Lacking ease and grace. Cat is if you have a beloved. You just have to say one thing that I like, I like, I like this. That's all. And then there's a flow. I say, I like this. Then tomorrow, I like this. I want to see you again about, can we have a discussion? Okay, the scripture says this. That is why I say I like it because the scripture says, hey! The beloved is not working. You lack ease and grace. Family meetings have to be called. Pastors have to be called. You lack grace and ease. You see, you may be laughing at what I'm saying, but this can, your whole life can depend on only this point. Yeah, your whole life. Your whole life could depend on only this one thing. And you should see, we are, we, we are counseling people. I've been the pastor of the same church for 20 something years. I've, I've, I knew people when they were 10 years who are married and have children. Yeah. We've seen it. You, you meet somebody, you talk to a person. You can't. Listen, whatever you are hearing us preaching about. Today I preach about hearing the voice. Don't let it be a difficult thing for you. As soon as, as, soon as you put some, what is podcast? When they say I read podcast, I don't know what it is. I want to know. Show me what it is. Immediately. Not a, three weeks later, you do. Even with music, Ida, I, I told her, when that is how I got to know, I said, can you sing this song? You can sing it. Sing it on Tuesday, I can sing. She sang. The first time I met with the stars, I gave them, okay, sing. I sent them song, sing. When they came, no song. Nobody had learned it. They couldn't sing. I said, ah, that's the difference. The ease and the grace. The ease and the grace. The ease and the grace. I said, the ease and the grace. Some of you, if, if somebody marries you, it's made a mistake. I tell you. Yeah, it's made a mistake. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. That day they hold your leg to try to open it. No. <laughs> say, hey! oh! What are you doing? Stop it. Hey! <laughs> Tell somebody ease and grace. From today I'm walking in ease and grace. Ease and grace. Ease and grace. I'm flowing. I'm flowing. Easy, easy grace. Yeah. We are tired of long meetings. We are tired of explaining with so many adjectives and explanations and illustrations and stories and windows with points and witnesses calling for meeting, family meeting, discussions. It's too long. Ease and grace. Say ease and grace. Yes. Being a ship, you must be like an auto, auto steer. What is it called? Power steering ship. When we touch you, oh, you start dancing like that. When we touch you, like, hey, hey. When we touch that. Power steering ship. Ease and grace. Not that we touch you, we touch you, we touch you. You don't be touching my heart. A ship who has learned karate. 
<laughs> Shaolin sheep. Hey! Five Shaolin sheep. Five Shaolin master sheep. Now, the, the, the greatness of a sheep is in the ease and the grace of the sheep. That's, that's, that's the cleverness of the sheep. Try your neighbor and see whether it's a flexible sheep. <laughs> Some people stiff. Oh, look at them. Stiff, stiff neck. Stiff. Listen. Listen. spoke to me. I wasn't so sure. He said, write a book. Write a book. Ease and grace. Write a book. I wouldn't have written, but I didn't think anybody would ever read my book. That ease and grace. Write a book. Okay, write. Do a crusade. Okay, do. Do this. Then you do. Ease and grace. Flow. Just flow. Flow with your God. I said, flow with your God. When you hear, don't let there be another... Another, another meeting about the same thing. Start immediately. Do what God says. Do what God says. Don't have a long meeting. Shaolin sheep. Sheep in eagle shadow. Sheep in snake shadow. You are taking on the snake. Hey. Ease and grace. What does he say? Do just flow, just flow, just flow, just flow, just flow. Look at somebody like Bishop Saki or Bishop Eddie. They are grown ups, they have been with me from the beginning. They know everything about me, they know all my problems, all my happiness, anything. If I tell, go here, go. There's no struggle, ease and grace. Look at Prophet Kakra. It was established in Kumasi. His wife has a hospital, everything. I said, come to Accra. She says, okay. He says, I, I come. He's come. He said, your, your wisdom is your ability to follow your shepherd with ease and grace. It, it, is, it is your wisdom. It's your wisdom. It makes you powerful. Your power, your power is not in your own intelligence. And you must believe that you are not intelligent. Yeah. That's why people say, what's your vision? Me, vision? I don't know, have any vision. <laughs> what are your goals? Goal of what? I don't have goals. Now, my mission and wish is always to be in his hands. He's leading me. And I'm trusting him that everything's going to be okay as I follow him. And I promise you, everything's going to be okay. The Lord will be your shepherd. You are going to enjoy some still waters. You just, you just roll over on the, on the green grass like this. Ooh. And you turn to your fellow beloved sheep. Say, are we not enjoying on this green grass? 
What a blessing. How many want to enjoy Psalm 23 in your life? Wow. You, you, you and your fellowship, the two of you be sheep. You turn to your fellowship and say, let's enjoy some, some of the, our cup runneth over. And say, we are just humble sheep. Our power is in our humility. Our power is in our ability to follow. Our power is in our grace and ease of flowing. Are you listening to me? Yes. Don't struggle. Don't let there be a long meeting. Don't let it go to next year. Whatever it is, just start it this year. Now, just flow. Flow with God. I've left. If I had not flowed with God when I was 25 years old, when he said I should be a pastor standing right here, just behind it, there's a light pole here. I will not be here. We will not be all be here. Yeah. Flow. Flow. It's about timing. Flow easily. Flow easily with God. And some of us girls, we are, we are so sweet, but this thing is in you. The stubborn, the stiff neck is in you. But learn. When they, when they touch your head like this, what are you going to do? <laughs> Did you see that power steering? Did you see that? I'll take it again. You just watch it. I'll take it again. Just watch it. Did you see that? Did you see that? I'll take it again one more time. Look, I'll just use my, I'll just use my small finger like this. Tell somebody, ease and grace. It's working for me. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Wow. Please write these things. It can, oh, bring it back. It can be deep, your life, your beloved. I don't want you to be in the church when you are 35. You said, I didn't get it. I didn't get any. You are getting. You are getting. I'm showing you the keys. I'm not preaching about marriage, but you can see right there it is. No man would like to marry a formal, a formal woman. When we want to have sex, you apply with a letter, application, dear, dear wife, application to have sexual relation with you. Dear wife, application to have a relationship with you. Will it be possible this evening around 7.30 p.m.? Now, 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 now. Lift your hand and ask God to give you the wisdom of a sheep. Father, thanks for your blessing today. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to follow, to follow, following you, following you, following you, my Lord, my Jesus. Thank you. Sando, 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 My sheep hear my voice and follow me. They know my voice and they follow me. Thanks a million, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you thanks, Lord. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you are here today. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. Maybe somebody invited you to church here. God is touching your life. 
You want to give your life to God? I'm going to give you an, a chance. Maybe you've been coming or maybe you've come for the first time. But today, God wants to save you and change your life forever. If you are here today, you want to give your life to God. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus the Savior. You want to make him your shepherd. You want to say, Jesus, I want to take you as my Savior and my Master. Jesus, come into my life. Change me. If you are here like that, lift your right hand up high. Just your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Just lift it up high. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. This is a chance for you. To ch- Don't let it become more than one minute meeting or discussion. Flow with ease and grace and give your life to him. Surrender. You know yourself. If you die today or tomorrow, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell. This is it. Your hand must be up. I see your hand. I see your hand. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. Come. Come to me. your eyes. If you are here, you are a Christian but not a serious Christian but you want to be a serious Christian from today. Lift your hand also. I'm not I'm a Christian but I'm not a good Christian, not a serious Christian but I want to be a serious Christian from today. Lift your hand also and come to the front. Quickly, come. I'm a Christian but not a good Christian. I want to be a good Christian. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Today, I humble myself, I open my heart, and I receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Master, and my Lord. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, please accept me as your child. From today, I will follow Jesus. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Please write my name from today in the book of life. Today, I accept and receive Jesus as my Savior and my Master and my King. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. From today, I'm turning around. I'm turning around. I'm following Jesus as my savior, my master, my shepherd, my leader. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. Say thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. You are turning my life around. You are turning my life around. From today, I am yours and I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you.